When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hello and welcome to the Watford Buzz podcast. We're here again. It's come around quick, three games in the week, and it feels like we're getting a lot of these done. Um, so this is an opposition preview podcast, as I'm sure you're aware. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened to the opposition previews before, the breakdowns, what we try and do is we, I'll look through the opposition who we we'll be playing and, and try and break down how they're going to play offensively, defensively, just their style of play in general, shape, players to watch out for, how we're going to match up against them and, and them against us. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. Um, there's obviously some, some to talk about I want to touch on, on Middlesbrough too. Um, I know we've talked about that predominantly in the, the main Watford Buzz podcast, um, just discussing the game afterwards. But there are a few things that carry over into this one um, that I think it's worth discussing. Primarily for me, um, it's the right-hand side, how we used our right-hand side to try, and, to try and dictate that offensive play. And Middlesbrough did a really good job and Neil Warnock did a good job of stopping that. Um, that he They contained uh, that side of the pitch really well and we weren't able to find answers elsewhere. Um, so that's something we've really got to watch out for in this one. Uh, obviously, it was, a big, it, was, it was a big, big game, that Middlesbrough one. The Reading one is too. Maybe at, a t- at the time, a point felt like two dropped. Maybe the optics on that have changed slightly after Brentford's 0-0 draw. Um, but ultimately, I think everyone feels quite agreed upon the fact that this one would really, really be a massive boost. If we could come away from three with three points from it. But it's, it's a tough, it's a tough team to play. Obviously, we'll, we'll get into Reading now. Um, we'll, we'll get into kind of what we can expect for them coming up, and uh, they're, they're a tough outfit. And I think sixth place where they're sat right now is probably about fair. Um, their performances are kind of warranting that position. That they're they're kind of reaching that. Reaching that more consistent level, I think early on in the season they were already outperforming or overperforming um, where they probably should have been, but things are kind of evened out now, and it's kind of everything's kind of caught up with them. So we're kind of getting more of a, a better understanding of where where Reading are. Um, there's a lot to talk about. They're an interesting team, and um, there's some similarities to to Middlesbrough and some of the, some of the uh, parts of the game that we discussed in the in the previous podcast too. Um, so we'll look at uh, Reading now. It's a four two three one shape predominantly. Um, which is something obviously we're quite quite familiar with. Very popular formation and shape. I mean, it's probably the most versatile, most balanced formation you can really deploy. Um, so it's not uncommon. What what does make it a little bit different for them is they've got the they've got the athleticism and the the, the confidence in this shape. They can kind of move things around a little bit and adapt it during the game. But something we see quite often from Reading 
is a switch to a to a diamond shape in midfield um, when they're in possession. Off, out of possession, that they kind of revert to that four two three one shape, and they'll have them kind of two blocks of four, and kind of more forward midfielder can drop in and help fill some spaces too. They can cover those wide areas a little easier with uh, the two wingers coming a little bit wider and, and getting some width. But on uh, in possession, when they're playing kind of more offensively, then they're looking to get a little bit more narrow, um, and, and that really helps them kind of create some opportunities, and especially when they've got some really good ball carriers from fullback to it allows them to get forward and uh, exploit those wide areas but still give them those bodies inside um, they, they like to kind of get forward from that left quite heavily and that's really a main point of attack for them Omar Richards is a really good carry the ball at left back and he's he's one that definitely we have to be watching out for because he can cause us some problems um, on the athletic side so they like to they like to move around the pitch and they're able to kind of take a few risks because they have that athleticism and that that fitness to get back into shape really quickly and that also comes to the understanding of their roles I think that's this is part of the part of the process with Reading is they've kept to a quite a, a regular starting 11 they're quite consistent in that first 11 and it's allowed them that that comfort and shape and and in, in terms of what they're being asked to do they know that they can get back into shape and they can work and help each other out as a team so I think you're looking at quite a quite a good outfit here um Quite well drilled. Maybe they're not the most expansive, um, but they're they're functional um, in a lot of ways. They like to keep it nice and short uh, in midfield and at the back. They don't play long too often. When they do, they haven't been the most consistent with that. It's not really what their game is. They like to keep it quite short in midfield, keep their build up nice and tight. And then their real kind of progression to goal is the dribbling. As I said, from that left-hand side with Richards, that's a real asset for them. But in general, they've got some really good ball carriers. Um, they're not too aggressive in, in when they're defending. They're not a real pressing team that's in your face like Barnsley. Um, they like to kind of sit back and keep that shape and kind of frustrate the opposition a little bit more. But they're more uncomfortable, as I said, to play in their own half and, and look to build up from a little bit deeper and then find them players that can progress that ball um, from that left flank and uh, as well from the right back position too. When they do have that ball and they, and they switch into that more narrow shape, you often see Lauren will drop in um, and help help cover that that space in behind uh, Richards as he pushes on. So the central midfielder is kind of filling that left-back role almost, which is something we've seen at Watford as well, actually, with Will Hughes kind of filling in for Kiko Femenia. It's not just about that defensive solidity which it provides, because it does. It's also a way of uh, finding the ball and, and trying to create some angles when you have possession too. If your full-backs are pushing up the pitch and they're leaving that space open, that's often an area the midfielder can drop into quite freely without having too much pressure on them, just to pick up that ball and play from there. He, he looks ahead and he's got a few different options with that advanced full-back and also the winger in front of him and you know the ability to move things around the midfield a little bit. So it's a tactic to get on the ball and, and find those players that are good in possession to get on the ball nice and early. And it gives you that defensive solidity too, should your full-back go forward and, and lose possession a little bit further up the pitch. Um, in games, I thought I, I thought Reading adapted quite well um, to their opposition. They were they were varying their attack a little bit depending on how the opposition lined up, which is always good to see um, from a Reading perspective. It's you know it's good for them to be able to adapt in those situations and not get too stuck in their kind of normal routes to go. Um, and as I said, that athleticism and that that ability to kind of get around the pitch really helps them with that. It gives them that versatility in, in offensive positions. Um, you know, they look to take on opponents for a lot of dribbling predominantly and they've got the most uh, most dribbles per 90 attempted in the league and that just shows you the kind of threat they have they have from the area too. Um, so that's their general style of play. That's kind of what I, I'll be expecting to, to see from them. So I just, you know, briefly, quite quite passive defensively, but organised, good shape, good good strength and athleticism. And offensively, it's a real carrying of the ball and that, that left-hand threat, which is something will be interesting as it matches up against our right side, which of course is our, our real big threat. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how those two pan out. 
So moving into their strengths directly, um, I think one of the biggest strengths for them, for just looking from an offensive perspective, is the fact that they're able to consistently get their shots on target. Um, 41.1% of their shots are on target, which is first in the league. Um, it's a really good, uh, really good number, actually. It, it shows you that whilst they're not creating the highest quantity of chances, because they don't create the highest quantity, they are very efficient at getting them on target. And obviously, that's something we've struggled with the opposite end of that before um, at, at Vicarage Road. It's something we've not not been amazingly consistent at, but they've got they've got some striking options which are quite quite good in these goal scoring positions, um, and that's definitely helping them. And they, they take some quite good quite good attempts on goal. Um, so their expected goal is fifty one point eight over the season, which is sixth in the league. You know, relevant to where they are, and expected goals against is seventh in the league with forty four point five three. So they're really hitting that kind of that area that playoff spot in terms of their numbers, especially when it comes to expected goals for and against which you'd expect to see from Reading um, based on their league position. So that's, you know, it's, it's a positive for them, really. They're not underperforming, which is, it, it does happen. You know, you get a lot of teams that do underperform in at least one. So to be kind of hitting those numbers on, on both ends of the pitch, it does, it does show that you're, you, you're, you're performing to, you're getting the results that your, your level of performance deserves um, in a lot of ways. They're quite adept at uh, attacking set pieces too, and they're a threat from them. Their centre backs get up the pitch quite well, and they're they're good, strong in the air, and the delivery has been quite good too. Free kicks in general can be quite threatening. They're actually quite good at taking the direct free kicks as well. They've got a few players that can really test the keeper, so that's one one to watch out for. Um, and obviously, that dribbling strength is, is another one too. Um, they'd like to be able to get at the players and, and try and isolate defenders. And when you have a team like Watford that look to dominate the ball and get players at the pitch, there are there are opportunities for them sort of players to to get on the ball and, and hurt you defensively. Defensively, um, defending set pieces, they kind of carry that same strength from attacking set pieces onto the other side of the ball as well and defending them, they're pretty good. Um, obviously, we've been working on our own set pieces in recent weeks. We've done a few little different things with blocking of, of some players and some d- different runs and deliveries. Maybe we've been a little bit more consistent. So this would definitely be one we'd have to be looking to to find other ways to get to get those shots on the goal from set pieces. Not going to be as simple as maybe we found it in, in some other games. Um, I think Reading are quite adept at defending these sorts of situations. Another defensive strength for them is just simply turnovers and winning that ball back. Um, they've got intelligent midfielders defensively. They're quite good off the ball, I think. Um, not, they have some nice movement, nice get back into shape real quick. And it makes it very difficult to kind of break them down at times because even they are attacking, they, they still have that solidity at the back, which can be quite difficult to expose and then they're not it's not uncommon to see them just nicking the ball from their opponent and it's it's something they do really well and I, I think that's definitely one of the pluses for them it's only something you notice when you when you watch them is how how quickly they can manage to turn over the ball and maybe they're not always the best at making that turnover count in terms of getting the ball and, and going up the end of the pitch and and really hurting the opposition but they are good at taking that ball off you so for a team like us again we're having lots of possession it's something to watch out for I mean, maybe we have a little bit more, a little bit more hope in the fact that we have Will Hughes, who plays a little bit of a deeper role when naturally he's not going to get as pressed as much, and he's not going to have the ball nicked off in quite the same same amount as as someone that's a little bit more advanced at the pitch. But it does require those forward players in the midfield, whether that's Chalaber and Zinc, and they've got like we've been seeing, to be a little bit quicker on the ball and maybe be a little bit more careful in possession at times, uh, just to avoid those turnovers. Because it's going to be a game we're going to have, I'd say, a fair amount of the ball um, at, at Vicarage Road. Um, that's what I expect to see. Um, 
And then that's really kind of the main strengths. Just to, just to point out, um, another one maybe you could talk about is they, they do quite a lot of long shots on goals, and they, they're not afraid to shoot from distance, and which which is kind of kind of surprising in some ways because of the fact they have got such a high percentage of their shots being on target. But they again they've got some players now that are able to shoot from range, and they're actually quite good at testing the keeper from there. So it could be a testing one for backman too. So something we've not seen too much is him him having to face those long range shots. I think the teams have generally tried to kind of force opportunities in our box. They haven't had too much space kind of around that edge of the box. So if you do have players that are able to to test uh, Daniel Backman from range, then that could be something where you know we haven't really got a, a true understanding of of how how comfortable he is in those situations. So it could be something. It could be an opportunity to learn something about Backman uh, even on on Friday just to see how he deals with them. In terms of weaknesses, um, there are a few weaknesses. I think I think offensively they they're a good team. Um, I wouldn't say they're amazingly consistent at creating chances. Their main route is through their fullbacks pushing up, um, especially from the left on Richards, and then having also on the right hand side they have they have Mato who comes inside and he'll help and he'll he'll be a second striker at times and look to support whether it's Jao or Pushkas up front. He'll look to support there and kind of give him that extra extra pressure in the kind of the edge of midfield and pushing into them forward lines. He's quite a good player. He's athletic and he, he's someone that that's able to kind of drift and, and make it difficult for the opposition fullbacks but they're not creative in in the traditional sense of build-up play they're 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 not really a team that's going to string a string a set of 15 passes together and force their way into into your box through interplay it's more of that direct style but not that long ball just that direct running style um they, they do make quite a few errors individual errors they've had quite a few um especially for that defensive line which can obviously hurt you massively. Um, and also they're, they're quite susceptible down the wings um, because of that advancing fullback situation. It does leave space there. And they're not, they're not playing a back three either. They've, they've got their fullbacks that will push on. They are maybe left at times. They've got the two centre-backs and maybe one of the, the, the fullbacks on the opposite side that's helping to defend. And they're not as secure as that maybe they'd like to be. Obviously in this game, they might not put as much pressure um, offensively on us and, and be as committed with using those those two fullbacks just because of the, the nature of the game. They're playing a team in the, in the top two spots. They're probably going to be relatively conservative uh, in this one uh, in terms of kind of pushing on from, from the defensive line and trying to attack from deep. So that might not be something we get to see too much, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on because that is an area of weakness for them. Uh, they've also lost the lead uh, fairly regularly this season when they have been in front. It's been a real difficulty for them to actually stay on that position and, and maintain that. So again, there's another. I mean, it's another reason to keep pushing, isn't it? We're going to have to anyway. We have to go for this win, but it's one to keep in mind that they have got uh, a weakness there and they are susceptible to dropping the lead, which could be vital for us if, it's, if it turns out to be quite a close game, which it by all means could. Um, and also contrast to the uh, to the offensive side of the game, I've got a couple of notes here. Just kind of looking back through their goals, I went and just tried to look at the goals they conceded over the season, see if there's any real standouts. And it surprised me how how much they struggle with the long shots as well. Uh, so as good as they are at getting them on target, they also can be a little bit susceptible to to conceding a long shot. Uh, and we have got players in there that can take shots outside the box. So it's worth testing. Um, I think especially when a team's going to sit back and be quite compact, I think maybe that's something we haven't done too much is try and force efforts from outside the box because we do have the ability to do so. Um, it's not obviously, it's perhaps not something you want to be working towards so much, 
But maybe just throwing one or two in there every now and then might be worth it, especially with the likes of Zink and Nagel in there. Even Nathaniel Chalabra in his day can contest a t- keeper from range. Um, uh, Ismail Asar as well. So whilst we do look to force the ball into the box quite a lot, and I know we talked about that right-hand side, but it's the left too. That delivery from from wide is really where we try and look to kind of create our chances. And it might be it might be a game we have to kind of look at other ways of doing so, especially if Reading are coming into this one quite prepared and, and seeing how Middlesbrough did a really good job of stifling that right-hand side and our delivery in the box in general that might be an area that we have to try and look to exploit. I also think another uh, another individual weakness, just looking at players and, and kind of seeing how they're performing in general, that defensive line. I do look at Liam Moore and, and wonder if that's a somewhat of a weak link in there. Um, he, he's a player that had a lot of promise about him at Leicester, but he's not quite lived up to that potential. And he, I'm, just in watching the last three uh, Reading games, he's looked a bit stiff to me. Um, I was surprised actually just from watching the, the Birmingham Reading game, um, how how easily bullied he was by Lukas Jukovic. I know he Lukas Jukovic has bullied a lot of defenders in the league over the years, um, but I expected Liam Moore to be a little bit more of a challenge for him. He, he got he got bullied quite badly, especially for the for the opening goal. Um, it was you know it wasn't Liam Moore's finest moments, and he doesn't really make up for that in in other areas of his game. He's decent in possession. He's he's not bad, but I, I do think there's some some weakness there, and that's maybe an area to be looking at exploiting. If you can somehow isolate more and, and pull him out of position, as Joe Pedro can, we know he's, he's capable of dropping into those deeper areas and pulling centre-backs around. I think if we see him occupy Liam Moore and maybe drag him into some deep water and, and get him out of his comfort zone, that could be an opportunity there. So I think we need to get boys around Liam Moore as much as possible. And uh, hopefully if we can stretch him with the likes of Sara and, and Pedro, that's somewhere we can find some joy. I think also too, if we're talking about just in general now, we can't move on to to where we can hurt Reading. What what opportunities will we have to to break them down? Liam Moore is obviously that that one we talked about, but again, I think that that left hand side with the pushing on of Richards, it does leave them slightly exposed. If we can find that space, if we can almost tempt them in on uh, on occasion and, and try and get them to kind of break, and then if we were able to turn that ball over and push back into that right hand side and really really threaten from there, that's that's an opportunity for us. Um, they they do leave space there, as I said, they are susceptible to it. So can we find that room? Are we able to do that? Are we able to kind of mix things up a little bit too and find other ways of playing in that right hand side? Uh, it's been quite common that we're seeing that Kiko Firmino driving up and then feeding Ismail Asar and you have the overlap. Are we able to maybe work that space from midfield? Uh, perhaps get the ball to zinc and they got a little bit more and allowing that time of possession to play in those wide men from different areas. Um, again, in midfield there too, I think that's another opportunity for us. I think I like our matchup, um, our three central midfielders, I feel pretty confident on, especially Will Hughes in that deeper position. Allowing him that space to to start attacks and, and dictate the tempo of the game is really useful for us. I think in this one, it'd be nice to see us kind of use that left-hand side a little bit more. Whilst Adam Massner doesn't quite provide the same same offense, uh, offensive support that Kika Femenia does on the right. I do think that that midfield role that Philip Zinkenegel's had where he's been able to drift over uh, to that left-hand side of the pitch uh, has been a real asset for us. Um, we've, we've been able to get, get players into the box and, and Philip Zinkenegel's able to deliver, especially in the games such as Rotherham away. I thought that was a prime example of Zinkenegel being effective from that position. I mean, when he joined us, we all know he was predominantly a wide man. 
and he, he looks more comfortable in those positions. Don't get me wrong, he's done, a, he's done a good job in central midfield, but if you can get him into those wide areas, he's really deadly from, with that right foot. If he's on the left, he can cut him with that right hand on that right side and he can get those angled balls into the box. And it suits the runs of our players, especially Jao Pedro kind of making those those runs across his defender. And he's not he's not perhaps going to you know win the ball in the air every time, but he's good at, at bringing that ball down or taking a shot first time. So if you can find ways again to kind of use that width, it might not be the same manner in, in in terms of how you get the ball there or how you get the ball to those to those wingers and in the box, but there are ways of doing so. And I think against a team like Reading, who are quite athletic and able to cover that ground, I think you have to try and be able to pull them around a little bit quicker and, and find other avenues because they're not to be too scared to commit bodies to that to that one side. And, and then if the ball switches, they can get across quite quickly. You know, we're dealing with a team here that's going to be quite set up to dealing with those sort of situations. So just moving on again to just to where they can hurt us. I'm going to go back onto one one thing. I was just thinking on just as, as I'm talking here, but uh, Jakob Mate off the, off the right hand side, the way he drifts onto that left uh, onto that left foot, and he's a real again another great athlete. I do wonder if uh, if the targeting of Adam Messina could be an issue here. I do think that's quite a good matchup for Reading. It's probably the most favourable one. Whilst Massner is a a, you know, a strong player himself, he does. He does perhaps have a little bit of frailty in, in some of these isolated situations. I think against the pace of Mate and the power combined, it might be an area of weakness for us and it might be something that, that Reading look to make us pay on, especially if we're committing bodies forward. So keep an eye on him. Um, he's a good player. And I kind of touched on some key players now because while I'm here, because um, Mate is one that does stand out and he's one that his position, his, his role in the team is a little bit different. He can be hard, quite hard to track. So it's worth keeping an eye on him off that right-hand side. Um, but if we look look more now, kind of over the rest of the team, we touched on Omar Richards, uh, really good left foot. His ability to progress the ball from left back is top top notch, and is a real standout player in the in the championship. And that's what's kind of attracted that interest from Bayern Munich. And you know, it's, it's getting him that move, and it's you know, great for the great for the guy. And he, he's one that really does stand out in these games. So real threat, and it's you know, it's really good to see those uh, those just a full bats kind of progressing in the championship and, and having that opportunity to kind of kick on to the next level and you know multiple levels up when you talk about the likes of Bayern Munich um, so he's again definitely one of note next one is uh, Lucas Jao who's an interesting one um, you know early on in the season he was really really doing well he was you know scoring goals and he looked on top form and he was uh, but he's struggling right now um, he's on top of one of the worst misses of the season a couple of weeks ago, his performance levels have just been lacking that intensity we saw in the first half. His confidence just looks completely shot. Um, as I said, first half of the season, he was integral to this Reading side. He's got 18 goals, seven assists, and from them goals, Reading have earned 18 points, which you take away that and they're sat down, I think, in 15th, I believe. So it just shows how important his contribution is to the team. Uh, and he's one now that's really fallen away and he's struggled with that goal scoring. And he's struggled with the just a general all-round play which he normally provides normally offers he's a big-bodied physical player but he's also he moves smoothly and he's good at bringing others into play and he's also been very good in front of goal but clearly uh, over his career even looking back at his time at Wednesday he's he's a confidence player and his confidence couldn't look lower right now it seems unlikely he'll even start in this game uh, he, he's lost his place to George Puskas who himself has struggled with injuries a little bit this year and you know he's he's had a little bit of time out of the team, but he's he's come back in and he scored in the last game against Derby, 
and we, we, we're familiar with George Puskas ourselves. He scored against us uh, in, in the reverse fixture. So he's definitely one to be aware of. He's a, he's a clinical striker. And he might not be the athlete that Jao is, and he doesn't have all perhaps all the all the skills and talent that, that, that Jao offers. But what he does have is a real cl- clinical finishing style, which lends itself nicely to that team that doesn't create the most opportunities. But they have to be deadly in that box. And we, we kind of looked at someone a little bit similar when we talked about Jordan Rhodes the week before. I do say, see something similar in Puskas there. You want to get him in the box, but he's not going to offer you as much outside of that. Contrast that to Jao, who does generally when he's on form. But Pushkas is a little bit more one-dimensional, but his goal scoring can be so deadly that you know it's worth having him in that position. If you are able to get the ball into the box, then he can really hurt you. So it'll be interesting to see how we look to defend this team. Um, I think if, if Pushkas is starting, you, you're naturally going to have that idea of trying to keep them high, uh, keep them out of the box, but they do have that pace to to hurt you and push you back. And I, I do fear a little bit about us playing too much in our own box and having to, you know, deal quite quite he- with that heavy offensive attack from from Reading from that left hand side. And maybe they'll be quite quite proficient at getting the ball forwards, which is something we haven't really had to face too much in recent weeks. Um, we've had a lot of a lot of games we've kind of been dominating the possession and the teams against us can be a little bit passive at times and maybe not taking too many chances. Having said that with the with the magnitude of the game for both teams, it's possible that Reading are quite conservative. But I'll say this again, I, I I think I've said this in every preview, it seems like I do feel like the best chance the opposition to win quite often. Uh, if we're talking about actually winning, not drawing, but actually tr- coming for a win, is to test us a little bit. I, I think that this strategy of sitting back and soaking up pressure and trying to snatch something, I'm not sure it's the most effective against us. I know Middlesbrough kind of got away with it in terms of coming away with a point at uh, the Riverside, but I, I do think if you're trying to beat this Watford team, you've got to be aggressive because we are still quite confident defensively. We've got some good players in there and we, we're quite quite adept now at defending as a unit and I don't think you get a ton of chances against us so I would look to try and make a few more I think Birmingham could have could have done so and even Sheffield Wednesday had their opportunities but it was just that their moments where you are sitting back and you're a little bit passive that that's where we can hurt you because we do have some real strength in those forward positions and sometimes we've actually found it's actually it's actually helped us in those situations where before we've, we've struggled with probing and finding space I think as the season's gone on we've got a little bit better at that and we've still got some things to work on um, I think Zinkan they've got playing that central role would definitely help as he gets more comfortable there helping finding them spaces to kind of penetrate that defence but we, we're kind of getting better at finding ways through uh, didn't quite show in the last two games I think the last two games have been a bit of a blip we haven't been on the top form but in the in the five previous to that I feel like we were seeing some real improvements so it remains to be seen now if we can kind of get back to those levels uh, against Reading, which will be the first test, of course, ahead what ahead of you know this run of fixtures, which is massively important now. Um, I think it's another good opportunity for us on a Friday night playing before Brentford. Puts a lot of pressure back on them if we come away with three points. So those are just a few few points there. I just want to discuss on Reading. Um, I was quite brief, but didn't really get too too bogged down. I just want to kind of run over those kind of real standouts and, and try and give you that idea of what to expect come Friday. Uh, as I said, it's a huge run in now. Uh, every game is massive, it seems. Um, and it's all about us trying to keep those uh, keep the results coming. And for me personally, I just want to see those performance levels rise a little bit. Uh, I think the last two just weren't quite there and we've got the ability to do so. Uh, hoping the last game is a bit of a wake-up call and that can kind of kick us on one step more and try and kind of get back into that position we were at just before the international break. Um, so yeah that's pretty much it uh, for this one Um, I just want to say thanks for everyone that's been listening I've had quite a few messages from people that have been thanking us for doing this sort of podcast and it's kind of 
becoming part of your routine now in the build-up to a game, listening to the preview and trying to get an understanding of what we're going to be playing. And yeah, we, we appreciate that. It's good to hear. Um, if you have any comments or any ideas on what you'd like to hear or what you're not so interested in hearing, just something that kind of, you know, you feel you can contribute, then feel free to get in touch. It's a DM on Twitter to myself, Matt, Tom, or the, the, the podcast page either, or even if it's just, uh, you know, getting involved in the conversation we're having online. Uh, we're always happy to talk to you guys because ultimately we're trying to produce something that you guys want to listen to. Um, we really enjoy kind of interacting with all of you and we just want to make it better and as, as good as it can be. Um, so, yeah, if you have any ideas, please feel free to get in touch. Thank you for listening again. Uh, and I'll be back for the next game uh, for sure in the preview and also we'll be discussing the result of the Reading game after straight after probably on Saturday yeah thanks for listening I've been your host Jordan Weimer and I'll see you next time Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.